Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. Today we're having a very MCU-centered episode where we're going to be talking about the news surrounding the franchise as well as comparing our top tens. And we'll be talking some spoilers for those of you who are caught up on the movies and shows, including Black Widow and Loki. Yes, and also, just a little asterisk, there is a, this is a pre-recorded episode on July 20th. So if there is more MCU news that we're not covering here that came out before this episode got to air, we are really sorry about that. Uh, anyway, let's let's just get right on it. First, with our MCU news, uh, Loki season two was announced. Loki just finished last week and um there's been a bunch of speculation there was a bunch of speculation before even the show hit that a second season was happening but it was confirmed is is technically the only post-credit scene here is that loki will return on season two and we will be talking more about what we think could happen and how loki will affect the mcu in our later segment for sure stay tuned for that and if you want to learn a little bit more about our spoiler free like thoughts on loki we did a show about Loki and the Emmys uh, that you can check out in uh, in our podcast page. And we had a guest, David, and it was so much fun having him. Yes, it was really fun. She-Hulk has cast Jamila Jamil as the villain of the show, Titania. And obviously we know Tatiana Maslany is playing the role of She-Hulk, and she'll be joined by Mark Ruffalo as Hulk, Tim Roth as Abomination, and Renee Elise Goldsberry. Yes, and there's also a really, really fantastic rumor that Charlie Cox is going to reprise his role as Daredevil here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but I would love that. If he shows up, I would love that. Yeah, that would be crazy. I like this casting. Um, Jamila Jamil is in a very similar like, career acting level as our main star here, Tatiana Maslany. And um, this is just going to be a Hulk bonanza sort of show, as it has been described. There's going to be a lot of hoax here. Uh, I'm excited about this one. It's definitely not what I'm most excited about in the MCU right now. But this this just brings it up a pair. Just a bit. Kevin Feige compared it to like legal procedurals. And when your lead character also turns green when she's angry, that'll introduce some interesting situations. Yes, I, I really love how he's playing with shows in the MCU. Because like yeah. every one of them is not like a regular superhero show. Every one of them has some weird, quirky, genre-bending yeah. structure that is just really fun, and I'm here for it. For sure. Okay, and our final news of the day, we finally have a Blade director. The movie was announced a couple of years back on the last Comic-Con that uh, people were allowed to go to. There wasn't like a, like an at-home event, and it was really exciting. It was one of those one-more-thing moments that, like, I love when Kevin Feige does. Like, I remember he did that for Civil War, and it was insane. And I think he did that also for Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, back when it was called Infinity War Part 1 and 2. 
Yeah, he's like, by the way, we didn't talk about Captain Marvel 2 and also Blade. Here's Mahershala Ali. I've seen that. Yeah. No, it's insane. Like, I love when he does that. And speaking of Mahershala Ali, who has been in the MCU in Luke Cage, which I don't know is, if it's, it's still canon. It's not canon. None, uh, of the- none of the Netflix shows are canon and none of the ABC shows are canon either. Okay, but he will be playing Blade and I'm very excited to see everything he does. And the director's name is Bassam Tariq, and he directed a movie called Mogul Mowgli with Riz Ahmed, which neither of us have seen. Yeah, uh, I'm, I always trust Kevin Feige with this stuff. He rarely mis- miscasts or he rarely drafts like a wrong director. I think lately his only misfire has been um, the Captain Marvel directors. I feel like, I feel like you could have done better there. I'll be honest, I don't think the direction was amazing with the visuals, the CGI in Captain Marvel might be some of the best. I also think it was smart to to replace them. Yeah, with uh, Nia Da Costa. Nia uh, Costa. She's directing Candyman. Uh, so yeah, I'm super excited about this. Uh, Mahershala Ali is the perfect blade. He's like an, uh, a double Oscar winner actor. And I just love the hell out of the guy. He can play this role in his sleep. Honestly. He is a legend. I mean, Moonlight and Green Book you just mentioned. Um, so many other movies I can't think of right now. And he was great in Luke Cage. He was great in Luke Cage. And also, like, voice acting. I mean, he was in Spider-Verse and Invincible. All right, so now we are doing something fun. Alan and I are going to compare our top 10 MCU films. There are 24 movies to date in uh, the Marvel Universe. Maybe one day. now. Maybe one day years. we'll do with shows, but now we, we were going to do with movies. A little I bit feel easier. like it would be harder to, to rank, like, oh, WandaVision is better than this, but not that. Like, I, I feel like that would be harder to do. That would be, but people are definitely going to do that. Okay, so first we're just going to go through my 10 through 6 and then Alan's 10 through 6, and we're going to react. So number 10 is Avengers Age of Ultron. Is I know it's not everyone's favorite, but I actually really like it, and I've seen it a bunch of times. Number 9, um, you... What do you think of that? Who gave the order to attack? Strucker is the Avengers. Can we hold them? They're the Avengers. It's my 19th. Really? Yeah. Okay, I really enjoy it, but... I, don't, like, I, I like that movie enough, but I only really like that it introduced me to Scarlet Witch. Oh. And she's perfect now. Uh, but she had a long ways to go in that movie. She definitely had a long... That was, um, they were not that good in that movie. And... um. And I like the party scene. That's for me like that that Avengers party. It's like one of the best that, that the MCU has to offer, in my opinion. I love when they're just like hanging out and like making fun of each other and yeah. trying to compare who can get Cap's uh, uh sorry Taurus hammer. I love that so much, and I agree that like the twins there and the Ultron is lacking. But I I really enjoy it, and I loved seeing it in theaters. Um, but yeah, unpopular of opinion. Age of Ultron is my number ten. Number nine is Thor Ragnarok just grown on me over time number eight guardians of the galaxy volume two number seven captain america the winter soldier and number six black panther a movie that i just really like. what's up i never yielded okay okay so i i thought our lists were, were gonna be more similar i'm glad they are better for like drama uh <laughs> so guardians of the galaxy volume two is 17 in my list seriously did you like it I liked it, but, like, the MCU for me, until, like, number 20, I like all of them. So, like, Uh, it's not about liking that much for me. It's just about my favorites. No, same with me. Literally, my number 19 is Iron Man 3, a movie that I've seen, like, five times and enjoy. So, MCU has a pretty good streak. Exactly. So, like, it's more about, like, my favorites. And, like, I, I love James Gunn and I love Guardians 1. 
and I had higher expectations for Guardians 2 than that was delivered to me. Like, I feel like it lost a little bit of, like, its edge for a more comedic stuff that I didn't enjoy as much. Um, like, I liked the darkness that, like, Drax had in the first one, and he's just a punchline in this. I actually think he had character development, because he has to... First of all, he becomes friends with Mantis, and he deals with, like, not having his wife and daughter around. I, I know, but I, I, I don't know, like... Um, this didn't work for you? It didn't work that, that well okay. for me. I do love it, which is crazy that it's 17th. Like, I, it, it is a movie that I always have fun rewatching. It's just that I love the first one so much that it, this one kind of disappointed me a little bit. Okay, what's your... Start us off with your top 10 then. Okay, so my 10th... This one my, this one is going to be controversial. I'm going to tell you right away. Because my 10th is Avengers. Okay. Uh, okay. Ninth is Black Panther. Eighth, Spider-Man Far From Home. Ooh. Seven, Thor Ragnarok. And six, Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, very cool. Um, I totally get it. Like, I wouldn't say I'm opposed, but Avengers... Okay, I'll just say it now. The Avengers is my number five. Okay. So, I would have put it a little higher. Uh, number four is Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Um, number three, Captain America Civil War. Number two, Avengers Infinity War. And do you want to guess what number one is? Uh, I'm going to assume it's Endgame? It's Endgame. Okay. Avengers! Assemble. And then actually, number 11 and number 12 are Homecoming and Far From Home, which just missed my list. Okay, got it. So, I appreciate that top five more than I appreciated your top ten, apparently. Okay. Uh, because most of them are the same as mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I can see why Avengers Endgame is number one. It is not my number one. Uh. But, uh, do you want me to actually just say mine and then we can discuss it? Yeah. Okay. So, my fifth one, again, might be a little bit controversial because it's a little bit, like, lower than most people's list. Avengers Infinity War. All right. It's my number still fifth. high. I mean, there's 24 movies. Yeah. Uh, number four is Iron Man. Ooh, cool. Iron Man is, I put it at number 14. So I said 11, Homecoming, 12, Far From Home, 13, yeah. Doctor Strange, 14, Iron Man. Just because, like, this is very personal for me. It's the movie that kind like, this movie and uh, Batman Begins, talking a little bit about DC, are the two movies that got me into superhero movies. So it's very personal for me. This one got me into Marvel. Because, like, I, I watched Fantastic Four before and it sucked. Uh, <laughs> but, like, when I watched Iron Man, I, uh, I as a kid, I it was, like, it's indescribable. The cool factor of it, like, the most perfect casting in any superhero movie of totally. all time. I, mean, I just love that movie. What's beautiful about the MCU is, unlike The Fast and the Furious, where the first one... Isn't that great? Iron Man is still amazing on its own, yeah. uh, even without what comes next. And it just is this more gritty, like action terrorism movie, exactly. but also beautifully sets up all the otherworldly stuff that happens later. Exactly. And also, like, it was lower on my list before Endgame. I think Tony's sacrifice made me appreciate his character growth throughout the MCU and made me put Iron Man in my number four. I think after. I think I rewatched the first Avenger after Infinity War, and by then I began to appreciate that movie a yeah. lot more. My third one 
is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Ooh, cool. I love this movie. As a film, I'm gonna say it's the best film in the MCU. Even though it's my number third, like, f- for favorite. I think it's the best, it's the most well-made movie in the MCU. That's just my opinion. I disagree, but it's still number seven, and it's still a movie I love. I've seen it like three, four times, and I'd happily watch it again like every other day. Like, I I love this movie so much. Like, uh, the spy thriller, like, like just, uh, I love it. Like, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo's directing here just proves why, for me, they're the best directors in the MCU. They totally are. And why they deserve to get Avengers uh, movies after Joss Whedon unceremoniously left. Because he's horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, this is when they prove it for me. Like, they're they're so good here. Like, love this movie so much. All right, Sec- top two. Hit second us. one is Endgame. And my favorite movie of all time in the MCU is Civil War. What do we do, Cap? We fight. They're not stopping. Neither are we. I can see why. It's uh, I, I I really love it. It's I, number three. Yeah, I cannot explain my feeling on that airport battle in the movie theater. Oh my god! I um yeah, that was incredible like even like that was some of the most excitement i've had before watching a movie and it just exceeded my expectations still yeah. um the action just from the beginning uh is is brilliant and like every character gets their moment and also yeah. introduced us to black panther and spider-man exactly like avengers endgames like final battle is like bigger in scale but i appreciate that like like you said we got like these moments with these heroes in this battle that like we got some in Endgame, but I feel like we got like more of a personal fight between the Avengers. Because in Endgame, they're just fighting like a faceless army. So like, you don't get that personal touch. And also, like the conflict between Iron Man and Captain America is so well written where you can't say, this guy's wrong, this guy's right. It was a debate. Yeah, but are you Team Iron Man or are you Team Cap? I think I'm Team Cap. Oh, I'm Team Iron Man. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so we uh, actually, we're going to start a civil war of our own right now. Film Fanatics, <laughs> Civil War, coming to theaters May 2022. Okay, so um, I appreciate your list. It has some like wild cards for me. I appreciate yours as well. I think I had the biggest wild card because not everyone likes Age of Ultron as much as me. Yeah, and I think people are going to hate me for having Avengers at number 10. This This list fluctuates so much for me. It's never the same. Like every time that I rewatch, like a movie or that I rewatch the whole franchise, it changes. Every Wait, time. where was where was Guardians for you? Uh, eleven. Oh, eleven. Okay. And barely missed my top ten. That's good. that was me with the Spider Man movies, which again still great. But my number, and then I feel like people are gonna hate me if they knew my number twelve. What was it? Iron Man two. Damn. Okay. So I guess that's that's your Age of Ultron. It's to you what Age of Ultron was exactly. To me. Because like, uh, and honestly, it was in the bottom of my list until I rewatched it recently in my in my latest MCU marathon. Let me. I did a ranking. Let me see. I put Iron Man two at number twenty two. Oh my god! Everyone's list is always fluctuating here, like because it's twenty five, yeah. almost twenty four movies, and like most of them are good. There's like two that are bad, like. 22 are good let me point this out none of them have 
a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't think there's one that the critics and all the fans colloquially agree is bad. Maybe Thor in the Dark World. I have Maybe, a feeling that people has, hate it. Like 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, it, it is my like least favorite besides Incredible Hulk, which I haven't watched I'll be in honest, years. I like The Dark World more than the first one, but that doesn't mean I like really? it. Really? I think the visuals in The Dark World are so much better. I just I just hate that movie. Like, I hate the villains. I hate everything. Yeah, movie. Malekith sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, that wraps up our top 10, but this was really fun. Um, it was cool finding out your ranking and revealing mine. Yeah. So now we are... By the way, I think my ranking live changed right now. Wow. We'll get to it soon. (laughs) Yeah, now I feel like bad about certain (laughs) ones being low. So now we are getting into our spoiler discussion. We're just going to be talking about the future of the MCU and how stuff like Black Widow and Loki is connecting to our anticipation for what's coming next. So uh, if you haven't caught up on stuff, uh, we're going to be talking about spoilers for everything that's come out uh, as when we recorded this on July 20th. So what if it's still about a month away, but Loki has ended and we're going to be talking about that. So first I wanted to ask, um, what are your favorite characters right now? Who do you think uh, you want the most to pop up in phase four? Ooh. Okay. So um, we're going to talk a lot about this, but like phase four is basically going to be divided. It's not going to be like, I, I have a feeling this is not something that has been confirmed or anything. The more earthly side of like things, uh, like uh, Black Widow stuff like that, and the multiverse thing is gonna be like an another thing. That's my feeling that they're setting up these two different things, and I have two different things that I'm excited about when within those. Does that make any sense? I get it. Yeah. Um. So who do you who do you want most to pop up? Okay. On the earthly side. <laughs> okay, on the earthly side, I'm really excited about the new Black Widow, Yelena Belova. Why do you always do that thing? Do what? That thing you do when you're fighting. Like the... This, this thing that you do when you whip your hair when you're fighting with the arm and the hair and you do like a fighting pose. It's a, yeah. it's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. I'm not a poser. <laughs> like, uh, it's been teased on the end of Black Widow that she's going to pop up in Hawkeye. And I'm really excited to see that. Like she's she's like she she's mad, she's sad, she wants revenge for Natasha's death, and she doesn't know that he didn't actually kill her. So like I'm super excited to like see that encounter. And she's the character I'm most excited about after watching Black Widow in the earthly side, in the more multiversal like side of things. I I gotta say I'm excited to see the Scarlet Witch level up. Thanks for the lesson. But I don't need you to tell me who I am. No. No. Because, like, she basically already leveled up, but I want to see her, like, in Doctor Strange, a multiverse of madness, how she deals with all the stuff that she dealt with when the vision, now that she's actually Scarlet Witch. I'll comment on both of those. I agree about Florence Pugh being amazing and iconic. And one person I'm not excited to see 
is Julia Louis-Dreyfus because I haven't really really I just don't like her dialogue it's not that she's a great actress I just think they need to give her better dialogue moving forward to be fair she's been in two like post credit scenes kind of so like yeah I and guess, like she kind of was in Winter Soldier in, 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 I just saw her I just saw her lines were so cheesy the only line I like it was in Black Widow where she goes I'm sorry but I'm allergic to the Midwest that was really good that was great <laughs> also, delivery I, I don't know her motives yet but you you explained to me something like that We'll we'll get into that and then with Scarlet Witch, when they first announced that she was going to be in Doctor Strange 2, I was like, okay, how will they play off of each other? Because they're both very no-nonsense. Like, um, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, we've seen that. And, like, one's serious, one's funny. So I, I'm, that made more sense. But now that she's in this place of, like, anger and she doesn't have control over her powers, that's one of the things I'm most excited about with this new Doctor Strange. Do you have another character that you're excited to see in Phase 4? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, Monica Rambo, who's played by Tiana Paris. I think she made every scene that she was in in WandaVision better. A town full of civilians and you, a telepath, brought a sword agent into your home. You trusted me to help deliver your babies. On some level, Wanda, you know I am an ally. And we know she's going to be in the Marvel's possibly secret invasion, but I don't know if that's confirmed. It's not, but she's definitely confirmed in the Marvel's. Uh, that origin scene for her superhero in WandaVision was insane. It was one of the most beautiful origin scenes I ever watched. And then one person who, if he doesn't come back, I get it, but maybe just a cameo somewhere in like a show or a movie, is Red Guardian. I liked him quite a bit. Both have killed so many people. Your ledgers must be dripping, just gushing red. I think it's been like said that, they're, that the characters in Black Widow are going to pop up. Uh, again, he's amazing. I want him to pop up in everything. <laughs> and then uh, last thing that I will mention is, because we've already talked about how much we love Tessa Thompson, I'm very excited to see Valkyrie's role in the new Thor. Yes, she's the new king of Asgard, not the queen, which has been specified. Uh, she's going to be searching for a queen, which has also been specified at the, that Comic-Con we talked about before. Um, the rumor is it that it might be Captain Marvel. Well, that's a big uh, online ship there, like on yeah, Reddit and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they hooked up in the comics, I think. So like it oh, it has precedent. I, I thought that was just in a ship. Uh, <laughs> so like, uh, I'm excited about Valkyrie. She's my favorite like character to come out of Ragnarok. Like I really loved her in that movie, and I'm excited for her future. And then next up is. Uh, Loki, the finale, if you've seen it, it opened a lot of possibilities for interconnections between the MCU because, as you know, um, he opened the multiverse. Or he didn't, but like his variant opened the multiverse. And now, uh, basically, there's free will. Yeah. And Sylvie has sort of completed her journey uh, so that no one will be hunted just for being born. And that's an interesting theme that really grew on me. And uh, let's talk a bit about how that's going to connect to the future. Okay, so it has been it. This is ha this hasn't been a hundred percent confirmed, like Elizabeth Olsen, but it has been like heavily rumored, and like very credible sources have confirmed that Tom Hiddleston will appear in Doctor Strange Two: Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, which I'm really excited about. Um. So like that's the next big thing, but it has been like heavily rumored that what started now with the multiverse won't continue with multiverse of madness. 
it will continue with Spider-Man. Um, what is it called? Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. Well, it comes you. out before, and that's yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home is this December, and then March 2022 is Doctor Strange. Exactly. So it has been like, it has been like heavily rumored that we would start with WandaVision and Loki with the multiverse, and then we'll go to Spider-Man. Um, no Way Home, which Doctor Strange has been confirmed to appear in, um, and um, again, not a hundred percent confirmed, but like very credible sources have confirmed it. After uh, No Way Home, we'll lead directly into Multiverse of Madness. So, what we're having here is like people doing stupid shit. And Doctor Strange having to fix it. <laughs> He's like the dad in all of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to read you the Wikipedia description. It just says, Doctor Stephen Strange's continuing research on the Time Stone, which has been destroyed, uh, is hindered by a friend turned enemy, which I'm guessing is Chiwetel Ejiofor as Mordo, yeah. resulting in Strange unleashing unspeakable evil. So uh, they made it sound like he opens the multiverse, like maybe some sort of portal, but we know that No Way Home has Alfred Molina, maybe also the Spider-Man. Uh, so we'll have to Jamie see. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is confirmed. Uh, maybe some other people too that we that are denying that they're in it, but uh, we'll have to see when that movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, let's just also confirm that uh, Kang, uh, Jonathan Majors, Kang, uh, he also denied that he was in Loki, and he was definitely in Loki. So... Well, if he had just said, yeah, I'm in Loki, that would have sucked. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, these people are most likely in this movie. Yeah, I think, like, when he was when also... There's much fi- when there's much, this much fog, there's usually a fire. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was a big surprise. I'm glad I didn't get smoke, that spoiled sorry, for me. Smoke, sorry, smoke. When he showed up in Loki, that was a big surprise for me. And uh, uh, I'm glad that they saved that. And... He plays He Who Remains, and now that he's killed, he unleashed a bunch of variants, and Kang is a more evil variant. Yeah. Kang the Conqueror is very famous, and he also said, I've been called by many names, Conqueror, and uh, that was a nice Easter egg. And also a dick, right? He I said he know. was also a dick. I don't think so, but maybe <laughs> you're right. So Kang the Conqueror will be the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which comes out February 2023. Yeah, and I think it's been confirmed that it is the variant called Kang the Conqueror if I'm not mistaken. And this is going to uh, be exciting because we're not going to have only one. I'm conf- I'm telling you we're going to have at least two or three. And then um, what if was not supposed to be canon, but like recently who said that like it's going to lead Tom into Hiddleston. other stuff? Tom Hiddleston said that the stories from what if, which is like a different multiversal uh, idea every time, they could lead into future stuff. Yeah, th- he said that basically the everything that Loki opened up, we're going to talk about some of those variant timelines on that show. So that's exciting. Oh, interesting. So um, Loki's just going to pull up and be like, yo, I saw zombie Avengers. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so uh, now that we talked a little bit about the multiverse side of things, this is not on our thing, by the way, but I wanted to talk about the more earthly side. Um, so... It looks like with Ju- uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus here that we're heading towards the Thunderbolts. And this is really exciting for me. Like, uh, the Thunderbolts are basically the Marvel version of the Suicide Squad. Okay? So, like, they're, like, this darker team that, like, does the missions 
the like the, the, the missions for the government that the government wants to like cover up or something like that right some darker missions that the government doesn't want to be associated with so that's what it looks like it's happening and julia louis dreyfus is basically the nick fury of that team so she's from the comics she's madame hydra i don't think she's been called that yet uh but that's super exciting to me and like the the team that it's looking like it's gonna be here it's looking like we're gonna have uh yelena belova as black widow because yelena belova is a darker version of black widow she doesn't mind the the red of on her ledger like natasha did we have uh yelena belova i have a feeling hawkeye because he had like that darker turn on endgame i have a feeling he's gonna be in this team as well also because he's training the quote-unquote new good version of Hawkeye, so he might turn more, like, shady. Wait, I'm going to interrupt you here. Yeah. When you say Madam Hydra, is she part of Hydra? Yeah, in the comics. I don't think I don't know if they're doing that in the MCU, but... She better not be, because they, they fought Hydra for a bunch of movies, and I thought they finished that with, like, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, I don't want Hydra to be back, but I don't mind if, like, we get, like, an Easter egg that she's called Madam Hydra because of Hydra. You know what I mean? Yeah, just don't say like something as cheesy as we're not gonna need a Captain America, we're gonna need a U.S. agent. I actually, uh, I love how horrible that is. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is also one of the other members, also in the comic, the U.S. agent, Baron Zemo has been in there as well. So you're seeing, uh, and also the Winter Soldier. So like you're uh. seeing like a team here, and it looks like a fantastic team. Also, um. Secretary Ross as the Red Hulk is uh, also in that in this. I don't team. know if that's gonna happen. Like, I wonder if that's gonna happen because he always shows up and says, "Don't you run away from the law" for like uh, every movie. But I don't know if he's ever gonna do something. He was. He had a red cane in uh, Black Widow, so uh, that means maybe he's like dying and he's gonna try to experiment on himself and he's gonna become the Red Hulk. Also, before we move on, I'm gonna say I think Zemo's done. I mean, he. he I really don't want. He him went to, to be jail, dying. and then he came back, went back to jail. I don't think they can repeat that story again. I think he's he's run his course. I f- I really want him to be back. I loved him in a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, way more than I loved him in Civil War, and I want that wacky version of him, like <laughs> rich playboy version Dancing of him, Club Zemo, to be back and to be like maybe even co-leading the Thunderbolts with Val. Like that's my like fan. Damn, like, I don't think the government would be happy with like he murdered the King of Wakanda and now he's like, what's up, y'all? No, but like that's the point. It's a secret team. Like so people don't know about oh, them. Okay. So for our last part is what would be a movie or show that hasn't been announced yet, but you would pitch to Marvel to release in phase four? Or I don't have that many ideas, but here. There's it's been pretty much confirmed that there's gonna be another Captain America movie starring Anthony Mackie. And my idea is to bring in another hero there, maybe She-Hulk or Moon Knight or Shang-Chi or have someone that we already know fighting alongside him. Maybe bring in some like more science fiction-y elements uh, into the next Captain America movie so it's not just the continuation of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but also like bringing in someone else too. I think that could be really fun. And also like Anthony Mackie's Captain America. That's very exciting. Yeah, I have to agree with you that like, I really love when the MCU like brings like characters to other franchises. If I'm not mistaken, this they started that with Winter Soldier when Natasha popped up. I'm pretty sure you're right. And um, wait, no, she was in Iron Man too, though. Yeah, but she got introduced in there. You know what I okay, mean? Like yeah. she wasn't like an established MCU yeah. character. Um, so like, and she 
elevated that movie. Like that movie's already amazing, but she's uh-huh. a necessary part of that movie. You're so right. And like, so I love when they do that and they explore those relationships that don't have enough time to be explored in like Avengers movies. Uh, so my pitch is something that is most likely happening. <laughs> so I don't know if it's uh, that much my pitch. It is the Young Avengers. I want a Young Avengers movie more than anything that an MCU could give me, basically. And I feel like that's going to happen because they're introducing so many Young Avengers characters. We already got introduced to Ant-Man's daughter. Uh, her name is Thatcher. Her hero name is Thatcher in the comics. She oh, has I the same. I was about to say, that's not her name. Yeah. Her name's Cassie. Yeah, yeah, no, her, her hero name is Thatcher. Interesting. She has the same powers as her, uh, as her dad. Um, which is none. Which it's is none. <laughs> it has the suit. Iron Heart is um is also an announced TV, uh, Disney Plus show. She's basically like Iron Man, but like a teenage girl. <laughs> uh, Wanda and Vision's kids, they're like a who are pro- gone. <laughs> no, but in the end of uh, Wanda Vision, she hears their voice, oh. so we know that they're gonna be back. Uh, and they're the most important part of the Young Avengers, so I'm sure they're gonna be back. Um, I want them to be teenagers, though I cannot with them being kids anymore. And also, the leader of the Young Avengers, Hawkeye, played by Haley Steinfeld. She's the leader of the Young Avengers in the comics, and I have a feeling she's gonna be the leader here because she's the oldest ones. She's the oldest one of every character I just mentioned. So I have a feeling she's gonna be the leader here as well. So good. I love the like teenage drama involved in a, like an Avengers level event. I just love that idea. I always love like Teen Titans I and like Young Justice <laughs> and stuff like that. And I have a feeling this is gonna land. And oh, also Miss Marvel is probably gonna be a part of this uh, of this team. So probably the strongest one. So that's my that's my pitch. Like I would love to see that happening. That's cool. I mean, um, half of these characters haven't even been introduced yet. But uh, this sounds like if you know the fans warm up to the characters, like Marvel would love doing that. Okay, so this may have been the most fun I ever had in this show. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I love talking about MCU shit. Like, Gal knows this. It's basically all of th- I talk about anyway without a microphone in my face. Almost every episode, we find a way to incorporate, like, oh, this person was in a Marvel movie. This was announced for this Marvel movie. Like, we always find a way to throw it in there. Yeah, and I, I had a lot of fun with you, particularly in this one. I, I didn't know about, like, your ideas and, like, what you were most excited about in the future so it was really fun to to get to know that this is cool yeah and um there's a bunch of marvel content coming up we're gonna be here for all of it as long as the show lasts we're gonna be here for it <laughs> uh and i'm super excited to check out chang chi and uh the eternals and all that with you in our season two it'll be really great um so stay tuned for all of that and um next marvel Next Marvel content is What If on August 11th on Disney Plus, and then Shang Chi and Eternals in theaters September 3rd and November 5th, respectively. So this was a really fun Marvel episode. Uh, thank you, Alan, for making it a lot of fun. Uh, we're both very passionate about this subject, and thank you, you guys, for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more, and we'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm.